Welcome to another episode of the QB List Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, as always, for the Waiver Wire Show, Count Elslinger. And I'm not joined by AJ Passman this week. He was questionable leading up to it as a little game time decision. He was unable to make it. So we're calling up a guy from the practice squad, but let's face it, he should probably be on the active roster anyway. Mario Adamo <laughs> Jr., the diehard Eagles fan, he is joining us. He's been on a couple podcasts with us during the preseason for the draft. So, Mario, how you doing? Thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you, Callan. Happy to be here. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to do it. I actually do my own podcast, um, not a competition, so I'm excited to hop on for QB list. You know, I do articles for them, and and I guess a little fun fact about myself is I actually don't check my lineup scores until the Tuesday morning, so I still don't know if I've won this week. Like that's just like the suspense I live in. Um, <laughs> I can't do that. I literally five minutes into the, the game yesterday, like oh, gotta check my scores. I, if it's frantic Sunday, I've got to find out. But Mario, <laughs> let us all know where they can find you on Twitter, just so if they want to see some of your work with us or your other podcast. Yeah, of course. So you can find me on Twitter at uh, Mario Adamo Jr. And then we, the podcast, you can find us at at not a comp podcast. We're on Spotify, not a competition. Um, it's like a big yellow, t- a big pink tank. You can't miss it. But uh, yeah, appreciate the plug. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we apologize. We can't get you to talk about your Eagles this week. They'll be on <laughs> by, but there's plenty of other names to keep an eye on. So um, let's get right into it. So as we mentioned, the Eagles are on by and they'll be joined by the Buffalo Bills, the Minnesota Vikings and the Los Angeles Rams. I don't know about you, plenty of fantasy viable names that are going to be on mm-hmm. bye weeks this coming week. So we're going to need to be really monitoring our wave wires. And this may be a very, very active week for, for all of us. But exciting week nonetheless. None of the big name guys. There's not the, the major wave wire pickup. But as always, plenty of names to keep an eye on. So I'm just going to start with you, Mario. Who is your top priority this week? If you had to put your fab on anyone else, who are you looking at this week? Yeah, so this week I'm putting all my eggs in the basket of Kenyon Drake. Um, last I checked, he was rostered in 8% of leagues on sleeper. Uh, so J.K. Dobbins didn't touch the field at all in the second half. Uh, doing some research, it looked like maybe he had some issues with his knee flaring up and maybe it was a little precautionary. But Drake really took advantage of his opportunities. He only had 10 carries, but he had 119 yards and a touchdown. And he did have those two really big yards, uh, two big rushes of 30 yards, even if you take those away, he averaged 5.4 yards per carry. Pretty good numbers. We know that the Ravens want to run the ball, so I'm focusing on Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And he, like you said, J.K. Dobbins' knee flared up, so there's plenty of room out there. Yes, Gus Edwards is working his way back. Yes, Justice Hill is working his way back. Mm-hmm. But we know the Ravens go through the committee. If Dobbins has any sort of flare up or anything, the Ravens are going to be very cautious of him, be up to high capital they've used on him. And you look at the schedule for the Ravens this week, even if it's just a one-week fill-in, they played the a Cleveland Browns. And you saw last week what Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson did against them. That is yeah. a very, very good matchup for Kenyon Drake. So when you're losing running backs like Devin Singletary, like Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders, even Daryl Henderson, who've been playing in an RB2 spot for the most part, most of those guys outside of Dalvin Cook, there's definitely a lot worse plays you can do than Kenyon Drake. So keep an eye on it. I definitely think that he is, uh, he's also my top priority this week. But... Outside of that, at the running back position, there's one other guy that, you know, definitely is a worth monitoring name that I want to dive into a little bit. And that was Deion Jackson. We saw what he did last week for the Colts. I'm hesitant for that just because we got to keep really keep an eye on what happens with Jonathan Taylor. This injury was a an interesting one. It didn't sound like he was going to miss more than this past week. 
or the last week, and then all of a sudden on Saturday you get the alert, but it's like, oh, nope, he's going to be out for another week. And Deion Jackson had the game of his life. He had nine targets, <laughs> a really, really great game against Jacksonville. And you play a banged-up Tennessee Titans team. That's, you know, another matchup you can take advantage of. And so what's your thoughts on Jackson? Are you in on this, or is it kind of like what we said, monitor? What's your, how are you playing this backfield? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. Um, Deion Jackson is reminding me of a player from last year with the same initials, DJ. But that's Duke Johnson uh, of the Cleveland Browns when um, Kareem Hunt was down and also Nick Chubb when both of those guys missed time. Duke Johnson stepped up, was the guy for the Browns that week and just naturally filled into that RB1 role. And he was even worth rostering past that just in case either of those guys had a flare up. I feel the exact same way about Dion going forward where we've seen that he has the production. Naheem Hines was always that number two, but he's never really shown too, too much value. Um, so like Deion Jackson here is just like you pick him up. And then even if down the line, you see any issues with Jonathan Taylor, like you feel pretty good. You got Deion Jackson. Yeah. You, so I'm, like you said, Naheem Hines is also dealing with concussion protocol of his own. So with how the protocol is going and the changes, who knows when he'll actually make his way back. But if he's missing any sort of time, then, you know, it, it's definitely an interesting an interesting name to monitor. And like we said, Jonathan Taylor, are we being precautious and just going to have him back next week? Or is this injury more than we expected? So definitely a name worth monitoring. You probably claimed him on Saturday knowing that uh, what's going on. But yeah, I, I think you definitely want to, if he's still out there, keep him at the very least as a stash candidate. And the final running back, we can't get too deep into because, frankly, we're recording this on Monday before the Monday night football game. So we don't know how the Denver backfield is going to be split out. So we're not going to go too in-depth onto him. But Mike Boone is currently 40% rostered on Den- for Denver. And we saw early on it's going to be a split of him and Melvin Gordon. Gordon's battling some injuries of his own. So if you're if he's still out there, they're not exactly going away with just a one-horse guy. They're going to keep going through the committee. So we're not going to go too in-depth on it. But Mike Boone's still out there. Pick him up. They're playing the the New York Jets next week. And it's been actually a tough matchup for running backs, but I still you know, I think the Jets can be one you could take some advantage of. And then if he has a bad game on Monday night before as we're recording this, forget we said that. That's the beauty of recording <laughs> a podcast Monday night. So exactly. We'll just po- we'll edit that in post. Uh Mike Boone, exactly. he did burn me a few, I think it was maybe two years ago. He was like the backup behind Madison in Minnesota. Um, so that those wounds are still haven't healed, so I'm a little hesitant, but yeah, he's definitely going to be splitting the carries in Denver, it looks like, but it's just the Denver's offense. I guess we'll see Monday night, like how they look, because Denver is just, you know, hasn't been too, too impressive. Yeah, Denver's offense has been a little shaky, but if they go the way they want to, you know, bad offense running the football, it kind of works out. So we'll see how that goes, but we'll transition over to the wide receiver position. We have a little bit of discrepancy, actually, of who our top wide receiver pickup is. So I'm going to start with you, Mario, who... If you had to claim it, if you're looking out in the wide receiver market, you brought up a name that AJ hadn't even brought up in his uh, initial notes to us. So <laughs> let's see it. Who, who are you looking at the wide receivers right now? Yeah, so I'm looking at New England receiver Tyquan Thornton. He's owned in 4% of sleeper leagues. Um, and I mean, for good reason, right? He's normally not moving the needle, um, but he was on the field for 40 of the 70 snaps, uh, offensive snaps this past weekend. Um, and he was very productive with it. He had five targets, brought four of them in for 37 yards and a touchdown. Um, So I like him because keeping an eye on the health of the other receivers in New England, we saw Aguilar might get traded. um, And then their other wide receiver, uh, Devontae Parker missed a little bit of time, it looks like. So I would just keep an eye on Thornton. It seems like 
um, the Zappy committee has just kind of like sparked some excitement into the offense in New England. So I kind of like him as a name going forward, if, especially for like a lottery ticket and just a bye week fill in. Why not throw the dice with someone like Tyquan Thornton? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting play. I think he has a lot of upside. He is up there. Jacoby Myers been battling the injury, so you don't know how targeted he is. Last week, Thornton had a 16% target share, so it's a good, mat- good matchup. A lot to do, but, um, you know, Devontae Parker's very up and down in his career, so who knows exactly how that's going to play out. I'm curious, once Mac Jones returns, if he, he returns. Say, if he returns. I mean, yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> we'll say if. I have confidence he will be back, but we'll see when that happens. How does it, the target share continue to work out? It's always the thing we've always mentioned on this show is when they switch in quarterbacks, how does that play out? But, you know, if it continues this week, if it continue going the zappy route, then, you know, they have the, uh, relationship based on their work in the practice squad or in the uh, practice fields of being on the second team. So you never know. You saw the Steelers with Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. They immediately clicked right away because mm-hmm. they were practicing to get all time. So maybe it's the same thing with Zappy and Thornton. So definitely a name to keep an eye on and one that I'm very interested uh, in moving forward. But for me, someone who I'm very excited about moving forward, it's Wondell Robinson for the New York giants and mm-hmm. the surprising five and one New York Giants. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't get that one bit. But you look at the Giants depth chart, and we talk about it all season. It is depleted that that, that position. Kadarius Tony is hurt, mm-hmm. traded. I don't know. Kadarius Tony. <laughs> I don't even think the Giants really want Kadarius Tony anymore. So um, no, that fat fade. All that. Yeah, and then it's uh, Richie James and Marcus Johnson, Davis Sills were getting big, big targets. <laughs> They're made up names. Stuff. It sounds like I've never heard of these names before. I. I covered the what we saw for the Giants this past weekend, and I, like I said, they were all strangers to me. It was mind-boggling. <laughs> I had to do when I was looking through just the box score. I think I had to start sit with the Giants and kind of the look through. I'm like, wait, these are actual people? Like, what's going on here? These are, <laughs> Richie James, I remember his 49ers date, but Rondell Robinson last week had a 16% target share. He had 26.7% targets per snaps, so he's getting the work, and there's plenty of volume to go around in New York. Mm-hmm. we know the Giants MO is probably going to be run the ball Saquon Barkley he's going to be the guy but mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay is nothing there's nothing going on with Kenny Galladay anymore Sterling Shepard's out long term mm-hmm. Darius Tony like we said we don't know when the heck he's ever going to touch the field again and if he does what the Giants actually want to do with him so there's plenty of volume to go around with Wondell Robinson and this Giants team they're good right now I still don't know how I buy in if it's going to be the long term so if they have to keep throwing the football more you want the number one target on any offense. And even if it's the Giants team that where Daniel Jones is actually looking like pretty good so far. How about give him that? Like he's he's impressed with the lack of weapons he's had. So uh, the volume is completely there for Wondell Robinson. This week they go up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who also it's a passing attack you can kind of take advantage of if they don't get to your, your quarterback. So I think there's a lot of uh, upside for Robinson that I'm shooting for uh, this week on the waiver wire. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was just trying to pull it up. Jaguars are actually 19th in the league against wide receiver, giving up an average of 21.6 points. So I like those numbers. All right. Yeah. Take advantage of that matchup. Like I said, we're fall the bye weeks down. You're losing Stefan Diggs. You're losing Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, AJ Brown, Cooper cup, lots of receivers out there. And I think we can do a lot worse than a plug and play flex matchup of guy with all the upside there in New York. But Outside of those guys, there's a couple other receivers that are intriguing. One that we brought up a couple times in the show and Rondell Moore. The volume continues to be there for Arizona, and we saw 
some big news come out of Arizona this week with uh, the injury to Marquise Brown, with him being out for an extended period of time. Rondell Moore last week saw a 27% target share. Yes, Hopkins is coming back. Yes, it is traded for Robbie Anderson. But Robbie Anderson's Robbie Anderson. What exactly is Robbie Anderson? So I think it's going to be an even a bigger boon for Rondell Moore, who saw ta- 10 targets last week. I think there's a lot upside there. So he's still out there. He's right up there to me with Rondell, uh, Wondell Robinson in terms of uh, receivers, which I'm targeting this week. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, they got to fill that hole. I will just say Robbie Anderson is the, the leading receiver for receiving yards in Carolina. But I think that just shows what more of disarray Carolina is in more than anything. Yeah, I think Carolina is going for full on teardown <laughs> as a DJ Moore manager. Let yeah. him be the next guy to go, please. I would love to see that, but we all know who it's likely DJ to be. It sounds like Christian McCaffrey is going to be gone. So keep an eye on it. I think there's a lot of intrigue. I don't think there's a Carolina receiver that gets uh, an uptick in terms of that because it's Carolina and it's PJ Walker or Baker Mayfield throwing a ball. I don't want the number two target of a PJ Walker led offense or Jacob Eason led offense or Sam Darnold could be coming back eventually, right? Like he's got to come back at some point. You never know. Or they sign someone else from the (laughs) XFL to come in. Yeah, right. (laughs) Let's face it. Sam Darnold might not stay healthy. So uh, there's a lot going on. And the final receiver, I'll take it over to you. That's worth mentioning. It's with Indianapolis, and he continues to get a lot of work. We mentioned him last week, but what are you seeing from Alec Pierce? Is there anything uh, – last week he kind of got um, overtaken by Paris Campbell, and Michael Pittman had to break out. Are you still in on Alec Pierce? Uh, AJ and I brought him up next last week, but I want to see where you stand on that one. Yeah, I do like Alec Pierce. I have him monitoring the Colts receiving situation as a Michael Pittman owner. Um, but Pierce seems like he's kind of emerged as being the guy. It's something about these rookie wide receivers and running backs these last two years. I don't know what's in the water, but they're really showing some excitement, some spark. In his last three games, I mean, 13.9 points, 16 points, 12 points, and then even before that, nine points. Like these are, if his worst is nine points, that's a solid floor. And it seems like people just aren't talking about him because he's not the true number one guy. And Indy's kind of a mess. Like you don't want to watch their games. You don't want to watch a die you know an old matt ryan out there it's just like passes prime but definitely keep an eye on alec pierce like if he hasn't been claimed yet definitely put a claim in he kind of reminds me of someone like an alan lazard like a damian harris kind of player where it's like okay this isn't the sexiest player to plug in but he just keeps putting up points every week so i'm gonna just start him i think you can do him i think you're in a good that's a very good spot for him and another matchup that like we said they're playing the titans Titans are exploitable in the passing game. So uh, same thing we said for all these receivers, you can do a lot worse than plugging him in in your lineup as a flex with all the receivers that are going down. But, you know, that goes through the, the main guys. Is there anybody else that, you know, we didn't mention? I know we kind of threw, obviously we'll get into the streamers like we normally do in just a moment, but as terms of a uh, running backs or wide receivers, but uh, is there anybody else that, you know, worth a shot in like a deep, deep league or anything like that? Those are my main ones that I had. We kind of already covered them. I will say the Taekwon Thornton, he is owned in 4%. So he'll be my like deep dart of this week. But uh, otherwise I do have a couple other positions, but that's it for running backs, wide receivers. Yeah. I, I think we kind of hit the nail on the head there and there's some interesting, I'll say keep an eye out for, in terms of the guys coming off the bye. Um, you see some receivers that have gotten dropped uh, particularly out in uh, Detroit. I'd be intrigued if, you know, DJ shark was still sitting out there. One of those Detroit receivers that, you know, uh, uh, Reynolds, Josh Reynolds, if he's still out there, can mm-hmm. be an interesting play. So monitor those guys coming off buys who will likely been dropped. So for those I, receivers, I think that's definitely something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, actually on that list, I have seen Hunter Renfro dropped in a couple mm-hmm. of the leagues I'm in. So he's yeah. one. I know he had his fumble issues, 
but we can't forget about his kind of breakout year last year. To me, he's worth at least rostering. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great call. I've seen him in some Miley's getting dropped too, and I tried to take advantage of that. So definitely, definitely. And I'll say Robert Wood, Robert Woods too in the same category of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. No, um, no Burks for the rest of our little while there. There's still plenty of targets to go as for number one in Tennessee, and I think Woods can slide right in that role. So monitor that as well. But we'll do like we always do. We'll go into the streamers. You were very interested in one of the tight end streamers. So I'm going to let you kick it off there. <laughs> if you need a tight end, because let's face it, we're down Dallas Goddard this week. We're down uh, Dawson Knox. You've been kind of streaming at some points. Tyler Higby has been you know, in and out of people's lineup. So if you need yep. a tight end for now or maybe longer term, where are you looking? Yeah, so we already talked about this team, um, but I'm looking at the Giants tight end, Daniel Bellinger. We already talked about this, like who's getting the receptions besides Barkley. And to be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> um, it could be anybody. So I like the odds on Daniel Bellinger. He actually leads all tight ends in targets. All, excuse me, all rookie tight ends in targets. Um, there's very little competition talent-wise for targets in New York. He caught a touchdown last week, which I love to see. And he actually has four of his last five weeks, he's finished with eight plus points. So that's a really good floor for a tight end. I th- think this is kind of like um, what I mentioned with Alec Pierce, where it's like he's just on the Giants and he's not the star of the Giants. He's not the star running back of the bad team, which the Giants aren't even a bad team, but it's just, he's not that exciting play. But Daniel Bellinger, 7% rostered, uh, like I said, eight points in four of his last five weeks. I really like him. You know, I, I have Mark Andrews in a couple of my leagues, so I'm, I don't, I'm not fishing for tight ends, but I'm actually going for Daniel now just because when that bye week does come, I need to be ready. I think that's a really smart call. And you said 20% target share last week. We talked about the lack of weapons in New York. Yeah, we're excited about Wondell Robinson, but just one receiver isn't going to do anything for New York. So uh, I definitely think Daniel Bellinger is a, a great call and someone who we've kind of been watching, but these past few weeks have really put him on fantasy managers radar and definitely something for me the one i'm most intrigued with is evan ingram uh we've seen it the past two weeks now he's up to 16 targets in the past two weeks he hasn't caught that touchdown yet the uh, jaguars are another team that's down a few players zay jones is down with an injury marvin jones has missed time with an injury so there's also targets going in jacksonville and let's face it trevor lawrence has looked pretty good doug peterson's coming in good. Played well. and we've seen doug peterson in the past he likes to use a tight end position, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, when they were in Philadelphia, when mm-hmm. they had him. Obviously, Travis Kelsey was a big part of Kansas City, but he's Travis Kelsey. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think he's going to continue to use that position and maybe go for some down. We see Christian Kirk kind of, uh, you know, been fine, but he's starting to, to go for a down tick. So I think there are a lot of things that can go Evan Ingram's way. And if you need a tight end, I think he's a, a great play. He goes up against this New York Giants team that, you know, they've been, Pretty solid on defense, but I still don't think they're exactly a matchup I'm steering clear of in terms of a, a pa- the passing game at this point. Definitely. And for tight end, I mean, you'll just take anything, any sign of life you can get, you'll take for tight end. So, yeah, I've been doing that in a lot of week leagues where it's like, up, oh, you were good. Up, oh, now I got to move it again. I, <laughs> I waited too much on tight end. A yeah, lot of things. I missed like, Taysom uh, Hill. So now who else is out there? <laughs> hey, if he's still, I'll, I will say this right now, since we're talking about tight ends, if Taysom Hill is out there, Andy Dalton's dealing with an injury. Jameis Winston was an emergency backup last week. <laughs> Taysom Hill might be starting at quarterback this week on Thursday night. So if you need a yeah. tight end and Taysom Hill is out there, you might get the starting quarterback for New Orleans Saints as your tight end this week. So just saying. That, ha- that happened last year with ESPN. They made a whole big debacle yep. about it. And I remember they had to change him for quarterback for the rest of the year. And it seems like they just went back on the error of their ways. And it's like, all right, he's tight end again. Let's try it again. 
and here it is. It's it's crazy, and I'm hoping that you know let's get it get it fixed. But if you can go through that cheat code, go for it. It's gonna be a it's gonna be interesting. It. And the final tight end that's worth uh, mentioning for the same reasons. If Jonas Smith's out, Hunter Henry, the Patriots have been using a Bailey Zappi. He caught that long touchdown from him last week. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued. You know, he had seven targets last week. They have a good, pretty good matchup this coming week. So if you need another tight end, Hunter Henry's right up there. I think he's you know, we talk about tight end as a wasteland. I think you got three really good streaming options this week, and you could do a lot worse than plug any of those guys in your lineup. So we'll move that over to the quarterback position. There's also some exciting names out there for this week. So Mario, if you had the if you were losing Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts this week, who are you looking to plug in? Yeah, so number one uh, for my streaming quarterbacks is Marcus Mariota. He's owned in 23% of leagues in sleeper. He went off for two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown last week against a strong 49ers defense. Um, you know, besides his four-point sinker in week one in week four, he is his floor has been 15 points, which again is a solid floor to me, not only for a streaming option, but even if you don't have a Josh Allen type, like let's say you're someone that had Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I just start exploring maybe Marcus Mariota could be your guy going forward. The Falcons have a pretty tame schedule um, for these next couple of games. So I like Mariota. Yeah. The Bengals defense hasn't exactly been, you know, been fine, but they're not exactly a match. We can play. And Mario, we talked about on the show before has that safe rushing floor that you really like. We know that Arthur Smith wants to run the ball. And that means with their running backs and also with Marcus Mariota. So uh, the floor is completely there. Like you said, the schedule moving forward is really, really good. A lot of good matchups. We talk about it um, in terms of people you can pick up. So I think that not only for this week, but like you said, moving forward, you can do you can do worse having Mariota for a couple of weeks as your as a streaming quarterback. I'll mm-hmm. throw out a couple other names that you will want to monitor. I think the top one for me is Derek Carr coming right off the bye. He may be very available, and you lose people didn't want to hold him on the bye weeks. They've got a good matchup coming up against the Houston Texans this week. That's a very poor defense that you can attack. Uh, we talk about the Raiders getting healthier, but getting Hunter Renfro back to 100%. We're seeing, uh, hopefully they get Darren Waller going. We're seeing what Josh Jacobs is doing. I think this Raiders offense should be able to start clicking again after their bye week. So I'm very interested in Derek Carr. If he's still sitting out there, he may be closer to that you know, 50, 60% that we try and steer clear when we're talking about streamers. But if their car is out there, I'm very interested as well. Yeah, definitely agree on, on David Carr, actually on Derek Carr. Um, he does have that Houston matchup who is surprisingly good against the quarterback, only allowing 13 points uh, per game against opposing quarterbacks. But then after that, you have New Orleans, who's a good matchup. Jacksonville's a good matchup. Indy, Denver. So if he was dropped, I am seeing that he's kind of rostered in a little over 50%. But if he was dropped, definitely pick him up. He's a great start rest of the season. Yeah, and the last two that AJ wants us to reference, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. You're playing against Kansas City. Winner. You're going to have to, yeah, <laughs> winner. You're playing against Kansas City. You're going to have to throw a keep up. You can do worse than that. I like the other two names we've thrown out there better, but I don't think you can go wrong up there. And the final one, you're going to have to hold your nose when you do this one because I don't know how much they're going to throw the ball. But Justin Fields is playing the Patriots. I don't love that one as much, but I don't love that one as much. I don't know if AJC something I I don't, but definitely take a look at the article at the waiver wire article this week to see what his notes are for Justin Fields. Cause I'll say I'm a little nervous. He did just come off a 19 point game against the commanders, but they're the commanders. We just saw what new England did to Cleveland. They kind of just took their best weapon Chubb out of the game and just kind of neutralized them. I feel like that's like the MO new England has. So I'm a, 
I'll say Justin Fields is at the bottom of that list, yeah. but you know, if you need a guy, he should be available in all leagues. Completely agree. Maybe it's more of a two quarterback play, but we talk about how good New England's defense has been lately. That leads us right into our defense streamers. And AJ and I have kind of employed the stream of defense against the Chicago Bears de- uh, offense throughout the past <laughs> couple weeks, and it's kind of worked out so far. So it kind of it worked out okay for the commanders this past week. So uh, let's keep that rolling. I like the New England Patriots this coming week. They've looked good against Cleveland. They've looked good against their last matchup. So they're, they're starting to click, and they're starting to look like the Patriots defense we kind of know. And I don't see that changing against Justin Fields. So if the Patriots are still sitting out there, go get them. But what are some of the other defenses that you're looking at this coming week? Um, especially against the, uh, you know, especially when you're losing some, again, good defenses with Buffalo, with Philadelphia, with the Rams. Yeah. So this one is kind of a surprise to me that I'd even say this, but the the Jets, the Jets defense rostered in 2% of leagues, but they're coming off a 21 point game against Green Bay, which I, I can't imagine. I just, I can't believe I'm saying those words. 21 points the defense got against Aaron Rodgers. Yes. They had the punt touchdown, the punt return, the punt blocked touchdown but still points are points they're going against denver next week at denver denver i mean they're playing tonight monday night so we'll see how they're doing but they haven't been good the last few weeks russell just doesn't seem like he's you know he's cooking burnt food he's overcooking it so <laughs> i kind of like the, the hot jets coming into denver and putting up another good week let's continue with the hold your nose picks and things you would have never said at the beginning of the season <laughs> for new york yeah. giants the New York Giants play Jacksonville. We, I, I know we talk about liking the, uh, the Jaguars' offense lately, but the Giants' defense has actually, you know, been pretty right, right in the middle of this year. They had a 15-point game against Chicago. They had a nine-point game against Carolina. We know that Trevor Lawrence is, you know, he's very capable of a few turnovers. So with all the defenses that are on by, I think you can do worse than the Giants. I definitely would prefer the Jets' defense, especially with how mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner is playing and Russell the mediocre chef at this point um <laughs> but you know if you that need it if you're desperate for, <laughs> exactly yeah exactly. If, <laughs> if you're desperate for that defense i think you could do you could do worse than either new york teams which again tell me that make me say at week one i've been i've looked at you and been like huh <laughs> yeah you never would have thought that so I, but i do agree either new york team preferably the jets but even the giants if it's a deeper league um is very suitable for this week yeah. And do you have anybody, we talk about teams that are on by this coming week with the Eagles, the Bills, the Vikings, and the Rams. Yeah. I mean, Is there anybody you're monitoring in terms of, a, like, we talk about the guys that are being dropped. Is there anyone on those teams that you could see being dropped that you want to keep an eye on this week? So I'll say that uh, I'm not sure if any will be dropped, but if, for instance, if the Eagles do get dropped right now, they're the number two defense, definitely scoop them up. They have one of the easiest schedules remaining in the league after they're by, they come back and play Pittsburgh at Houston home for the commanders. Uh, and then you're playing at Indy. Like that's just a beautiful stretch right there. And they have a really good playoff schedule. Um, the Buffalo bills also on are a high defense. I'm not sure exactly how high, but if either of these, yeah, they're the number one defense. So if either of these two get dropped, which I'm not sure if they will be, um, I've seen some, I've seen more and more people holding on to things like the high kickers and the high mm-hmm. defenses. And, you know, I'm normally someone that tries to sneak in and grab them when they're on by. But if either of these two defenses, Bills or Eagles, hit the, the waiver wire, definitely pick them up and just stash them. It's well worth it versus someone like an Elijah Moore versus like some kind of lottery ticket that, mm-hmm. you know, may not even hit. So. You know, Mario, I thought we were clicking. I thought we were going really well. And then you talk about how good how good of a matchup it is against my Steelers offense. So 
<laughs> they stunned yeah. Tampa. They stunned they Tampa. Tampa. I, I, I was happy about that, but who the heck knows me quarterback? I'm likely going to be at that stadium that game. Uh, so, yeah. uh, you know, we'll yeah, see how man. that goes. Um, I'm going to be going with a bunch of friends from co- some friends from college and oh, plugging my ears as they sing fly goes fly throughout the, throughout the day. So <laughs> I'll suffer. I'll suffer in a group. So it'll be, it'll be, I might be singing. But, so <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a tough game. But last time I went with them, Steelers lost by like 30. So I'm Ooh. expecting something a little, not as bad, so, but probably. Similar. Yeah. If you lose by 20, then that's progress. It's we're moving in the right direction. We're in the yeah. right direction. But any, any other names we want to throw out? I know it's a, fairly quick show but you know it's it's kind of uh, you know there's good names but there's no like high priority ad is there any other names that we've we've mentioned or any i guess we'll wrap things up is yeah. there any dr- drop candidates you want to throw out there too is there anybody who's kind of on the roster fringe that you might are considering dropping for any of these guys drop candidates so i'll actually say i mentioned how i pick up the the players on by i actually just dropped alan robinson this week um to pick up carlson the vegas kicker because he's the number one kicker and of course when i dropped robinson he gets his touchdown he gets you know his finally he has a good week um but that's not enough for like no regrets like i dropped him i'm happy like someone else could pick him up and you know uh, have it's like dropping the grenade right that's what i consider that so someone else starts them and then he's their problem um another take that i've been very much pushing on twitter and reddit and every place i can get my voice heard including now here uh kyle pitts he just got his first touchdown on american soil but i've been saying this for the past few weeks kyle pitts is droppable i'm sorry you wasted a high uh draft spot on him but the headache you get from plugging him in your lineup versus just dropping him and being free from that psychological torture is definitely worth it. Kyle Pitts is droppable, and I, that may be a hot take, but I'm standing by it for the rest of the year. You see, you're saying that, and I saw him dropped in one of my leagues where I kind of need a tight end, and I'm going to probably take the plunge. Oh, no. Hold, I'm <laughs> going to hold my nose. Cheese. Do not take the cheese. I'll take it where I have another like mid-range tight end where it's like I'll rotate between them and just hope I can get the upside. It's I'm going to get hurt. I know Yeah, it, he's living rent-free if you can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's just in that league, there's too many, you know, he's too, the upside's too hive there to just let him sit on the waiver wire and if i get burnt with that and then i'll sit keep him on my bench and stash it but that's you know true. That's, it's for living fantasy's for living right you gotta yeah. take the risks alan robinson's definitely been a name that aj and i have gone back and forth with almost every single week and like you said we finally took the uh yes he's droppable and he has his best game of the season but luckily he's on a bye <laughs> week so if he's out there you know I've, he might be a name i'd consider picking up and holding through the bye week but it's the same thing like you said kyle pitts i think he you know you hold him but you might be in a situation where you can't afford just to sit a guy or stash a guy that's on a bye week so mm-hmm. play it by year if he's out there maybe they finally found something with him i don't know probably not but hey <laughs> i'd like to be right once in a while on this show so. <laughs> that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the waiver wire podcast if you're not already following the show on twitter please do so at vqb list you can find me on twitter at callan underscore elslinger mario once again you've already done the beginning of the show but plug your twitter once more so people can follow your work you do a lot of good stuff with uh what we saw and uh, some of the articles on the site so thank you so much there yes give me a follow on twitter my uh at mario adamo jr um, and then again, you can follow us, my podcast at not a comp podcast, uh, new episodes every Thursday morning, get you just some sorry for the week. It's just a lot of, it's a little bit of fantasy advice. It's a little bit of competitions between me and my co-host, Sean Brady. Uh, it's some good stuff. We hope you guys tune in. Yeah. And like we always say at the end of the show, 
log on to pitcherlist.com or cubelist.com and click get PL plus. You want to have access to the entire staff, talk football with us throughout the season, get your start sick questions, answered, your fantasy help questions, your trade questions. It's a great community. Sundays are usually just sat in front of the general channel for football. Just talking about what we see in the games and it's a lot of fun you get all the hot incident announcements. you get the instant alerts i maybe a minute after the uh robbie anderson trade broke someone already posted in the uh the discord saying hey by the way robbie anderson got traded so it's, it's great to talk football it's a great community of people so if you're looking for a place to talk football or just life we have channels literally from food to video games to board games to baseball of course and uh, everything in between so if you want a place to hang want to hang with a group of people definitely consider joining or supporting us on PL plus definitely recommend doing that. I just want to say like for the discord, I've already taken advantage. This is my first year um, with pitcher list and I've been using the discord just for things such as like when I have a trade offer come in or going out, I love to just pick the minds of the community, not just the other writers, but just the other people who are in the discord, just because like they're the ones who care so much about fantasy and like just to hear everybody's brands and everyone's thought process is it's definitely helped me be, just my best player this year. I'll say it. Yeah, absolutely. I've had a start to decision on Sunday where I threw it out there. The community told me one way. I naturally went the other. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said, pick two. They, I said, it took one of the players they sat and was like, you know, I'm going with my gut. And turns out the community was right. I was wrong. So Sounds thank right. you guys for telling me to go the other way. It wouldn't have <laughs> made a difference. I still lost by a lot, but yeah. Hey, oh, of course. Yeah. You still lose yeah. by 50, but still you would have gotten exactly. that extra six points. But I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. And it was uh, definitely on that cost. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a great group to hang out. But thanks again for tuning in. Best of luck with your waiver wire ads this week, and we will see you next week. Peace.